places we just acquired in East Williamsburg. And the tenant's about to respond, and a passerby said, It's called West Bushwick. Like, just <laughs> weird New York stuff yeah. that's going on. <laughs> and this one says, it's three, two people talking. One person says, I'm pretty sure the girl I'm dating is stealing money from me. The other one says, are you going to confront her? Dude, no, she's my nanny. Oh. And I read that, I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> but the comments in response <laughs> to that are incredible. <laughs> it was like, one of them just said, uh, I've nannied in NYC. This ring's very, very true. <laughs> <laughs> If you cross those boundaries with me, to me, nothing's off limits, so I'd be doing the same shit. Right. What are you going to do? Fire me? Right, exactly. <laughs> and then ruin your marriage? For what exactly? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Queen Patrona is someone on Instagram who just, like, does just a bunch of, like, just a bunch of sexual videos, but she's kind of hilarious. Hilarious sexual videos. Yeah. Okay. Like, she'll do one where it's really just about her bouncing titties, but she put on a wig and she seems to be doing an impression of, like, an elderly Latina woman. Oh. <laughs> so it just kind of sounds like this grandmother yelling at you for being too loud or something. But, like, stuff like that. Yeah. My my right eyebrow is raising. Mm. I'll send uh, Queen Patrona. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's too late. It's not for me. Now you heard. It's not for me. <laughs> Well, is, so that's an interesting thing. Are we going, by the way? Yes, we're going. So, uh, I know we're going to get into some other things, but um, this immediately, to me, ties in my head to the conversation I've had with uh, some male friends about how it eventually gets down to men are hornier than women. That's the general point that the men in the room are disagreeing about. Okay. Usually, I'm on one side and the rest of the men are on the other. <laughs> what side are you on? Uh, that, that's not the truth. Oh, okay. Men are not hornier than women. I agree with that. Um, and now the the interesting thing about that is that like, because I love the Patrice O'Neill joke of where he says having men work like women is like having grizzly bears work with salmon mm-hmm. dipped in honey. <laughs> <laughs> like I love that joke so much, and I love it because it's true to the form of what it genuinely, honestly feels like to be a man and to be raised by men. So what it feels like is that everybody is uh, nurturing the sexual nature of manhood. There are things that men just need to do and, you know, all this whole thing. But female sexuality has yet to be nurtured in in at least the societies that I've grown up in. Mm -hmm. And so to say that men are hornier than women is just incredibly short-sighted in my mind uh, because you're not factoring in the fact that sexuality has been nurtured. Our way of of addressing our sexuality has been supported mm-hmm. since the beginning of time. Uh, and, I mean, straight uh, heterosexual men. Mm, yeah. Um, yes. But, like, uh, for women, like, there's no way... I'm not saying that women are exactly as horny, or even, the, even that type of calculation sounds kind of stupid, but if we were to go into that, like, all I would say is that there's no way to address that mm-hmm. until society changes. Yeah. And we can actually allow women to feel free being sexual. Mm-hmm. And like my friend, when she was going through her phase of just wanting to, you know, not be with any one particular man, she was in her early 20s and just kind of deciding to sleep around. She was, it was hilarious to be around her because we would sit at the cafe or at the bar outside as a man walks by and she'd just go, hey, sexy. Mm. She would just literally talk. She would, she would catcall men. Mm. And it was so fun to watch. <laughs> 
Because it kind of looked like the right version of catcalling. Yeah. Because there was no... Fear. Yeah. First of all, it wasn't like her doing it from a group of women at a man, which Mm -hmm. men always do from a group of men. They don't seem to do it when they're in a group that is mixed. Mm. You know, they're doing it from their group to the other group, where Mm -hmm. she's sitting right next to me. Yeah. She didn't give a shit. And so there's already a more kind of a a different energy because this man that she's hollering at is also being hollered at when there's another man right there. Right. So the element of who is there to sort of support each other is kind of more equal somehow. Yeah. Like I can support my friend who is catcalling the female friend who is catcalling the man. Yeah. And I can make sure that he doesn't turn that into, oh, fuck, yeah, really? Mm. Yeah, like turn into some weird energy that gets a little creepy. I can also be there in that circumstance. Mm. And if men catcalled from a group that had a variety of genders in it, there would also be women and there would be trans people in that group to to actually support the woman who's being catcalled. Yeah. You know, but men don't really do that. They do that from the protection of their own group. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. this whole thing about men being hornier, it's it's that's kind of where what, what you just said, what it got me to think about. Because when I first thought when you were talking about Queen Patrona and her Instagram page, like, it's very true that if they're bouncing boobs in a video, like, I'm going to watch it. You know, like, I'm not... <laughs> there's no interest to me. I'm not... I mean, yeah, but I understand that. But, I mean, there aren't really bouncing dicks in videos like that. But, like, if yeah, there's can't, just, like... there can't be. If there were, yeah, I might, but <laughs> That's I what I'm saying. <laughs> so, it's just, like, slow motion abs shots or something, like, you know, like, glistening uh, in the sun. Nah, I want no. There's I mean, like, if it's attached to a dick, sure, but like on its own, glistening okay. abs don't do anything. So this makes this is great. It's really just because men, like society's allowed a certain version of male sexuality to be presented in video and yeah. images, whereas maybe because men have this one, just it's, have dicks. It's just that. And women can't show vaginas on television, but they can show boobs as long as the nipple is covered. Right. Like men don't have that sort of secondary sexual organ no. that is less. Uh, less t- uh, more TV friendly than right. their main sexual organ right. or whatever, yeah. you know, like, so there's this, there's this availability, mm-hmm. uh, for, for, um, for men to just sort of watch this on the regular. And again, their sexuality is active, mm-hmm. you know, men are on the train watching, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just looking at videos at work, looking at videos. Just assume anyone on their phone is, any man on their phone is just constantly looking at porn. Just assume that it's porn. We'll assume that there's a man, there's, there is a citizen. <laughs> citizen. There's a citizen whose particular sexual preference is largely ungoverned and unregulated. <laughs> and you can watch, who has access to things all around them mm-hmm. that can uh, enhance their sexuality and nurture it again. <laughs> so, a good chance that... If you're not watching that stuff, you actually had to uh, tell yourself not to. Oh God! Because it's everywhere. I mean, it's you know. everywhere you look for it. It's not. It's. It sometimes it's in places you don't want it to be, but you do have to search it. You do have to search for it to find it. I you don't, don't just. You don't uh, just go into Google I, I, I and then there's just porn there. This feeling at all. You I don't just go. You don't just type Google.com in and then there's porn. Like you no, have to you do look open for Instagram. It. And and Instagram models and influencers are. Ba- no. Uh, uh, no. I do not based on get search. sexual. Yeah, based exactly. Of based, course, but what that means. Again, but when you I first opened it up, I didn't search for. I didn't. I I never typed in a search saying. You watch certain videos. bouncing. You watch, but you but you watch certain videos that led you down. That, that came up. 
But and I, I was but like, yeah, that one. My, and my, I'm, and I'm just saying personally that has not been my that hasn't been my experience. Right. I also I don't like get those fitness influencers who like are making girls like have eating disorders. Like I don't get that either. I don't get fitness things either. But that's also because they understand my preferences as well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, so yeah, your the algorithm is feeding like what you feed it. Yeah, you're, you're but feeding I'm, the algorithm, again, and the algorithm yes, is feeding you. Of course, but I'm saying again, if there were. The the uh, male equivalent to titties. I would I would that be were available, that. and then your search that. engine would have developed in a different way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we do, we have to make uh, more of an effort to avoid our own vices mm-hmm. because they're so available everywhere. Yeah, I'm not trying to say like oh woe is me, but I'm saying we do <laughs> have to make that we do have to. Uh, we're just you know we're not if we don't make the effort, it's going to continue. Yeah, you know, and I honestly don't make the effort. I don't. I'm like, I I have interests on Instagram. I love watching other things as far as like, whether it's an art gallery or like basketball clips or, you know, like certain businesses in the neighborhood that I like to support or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll follow those as well. But I don't, I have this moment where I'm like, do I really need another one of these? Because mm-hmm. it popped up and I saw it and I was like, oh my God, this woman is beautiful. Mm. I want to look at this for a second. Because I'm on the train, and uh, (laughs) I'm on my way somewhere, and, (laughs) you know, my eyes need pixels, (laughs) because as a human being who lives in this generation, I have the option of looking at the people on the train, the ads on the train, hearing the sound of it going by in that fucking whatever, Mm -hmm. in that terrible tunnel, Mm -hmm. or losing myself in video world. And so, like you said, the search engines feed the product, and it keeps going. It keeps going. Yeah, but now, like at first, it's a search engine, but eventually, it just becomes the algorithm, and you don't have to put anything in. It'll just show you what it wants you to see. It'll just show you. That is all what she said. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually, we're never even gonna just. You don't have to put anything in, (laughs) and it just shows you what you want to see. (laughs) As a woman, I I know. I I know. I just said on the surface. (laughs) But I'm just like in real in real life. Does that actually work? <laughs> I don't think so. But right. I, but it sounds it sounds good. So it's right. fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> a comedian way way back in the day. Um, I don't remember exactly why he said this in particular, but um, but I, I must have said something that triggered him half heartedly, and he was like, "Everything that comes out of your mouth is racist." And I said, "Well, everything that goes into my mouth is racist." <laughs> so, Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a much quicker version of people getting upset with like rappers for, you know, writing about their environment. And yeah. It's like, well, this is what I saw. I'm upset at what, what, what I'm I telling saw? you happened. You were mad at my experience? Yeah. I'm so <laughs> sorry that was so hard for you. <laughs> to hear about. Yeah. 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 I really enjoyed it. I love watching everybody get shot around me. Mm-hmm. That was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you had actually, I forgot what you said, but there was something you wanted to talk about. Um, so I, so on one of the, the last episodes, we talked about... On, um, on Everything's Fine with, this is with Georgia. Well, America. that's, yes, that's what, <laughs> the, listen, <laughs> the listeners, I, I'm pretty sure the listeners know what podcast they're listening so. to. <laughs> I hope I just wanted to just, you know. Yeah, no, because we, we, we just recorded um, a couple episodes of This Is Ugh, but this was yes. not discussed on This Is Ugh. This right. was 
definitely discussed on everything's fun with Georgia right. and Yoni. And yeah. <laughs> He's there too. He's here. Um, yeah. We were talking about how I, well, I'm particular with a lot of things in my life, but I am, I am particular about my preferences when it comes to penises. Right. So I, I made the little, quick, right. you know, dicks right. are like diamonds. Right. Uh, I care about cut, color, clarity, <laughs> all of it. <laughs> I care about all of that. Um, Can you say that again for everyone? Dicks are like diamonds. I want to know cut, color, clarity, all of it. <laughs> Emerald penis right there. No, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we all, we all have preferences. Yep. What matters most is that it works for me. But right. I am, I do, I do consider myself to have a little bit more of a masculine leaning brain, like a little bit more of a male brain because I am very visual yeah. and, and like biologically men tend to be like visual right. and women tend to be less visual, but I'm... I want to oh, like what I point. see. Yeah, absolutely. I need to like what I see. Right. To to like want it. So if right. it's like if it's not even if it like feels good, but it's not necessarily what I want to look at, there's something missing for me a right. little bit. It's right. Like, oh. Well, I remember hearing this comedian get on stage and saying something about she hears men complaining that fewer women are giving blowjobs these days, something like that, and she was like, "There's so much you can do." To make us want to blow you. Uh, number one, have abs. Like, give us something to look at while we're down there. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> For someone... She wasn't saying it was like the primary thing. But it was like, yeah. there's there's, a, there's an assortment of conversations we can have. Yeah. Starting off with, like, think of from our perspective. Mm -hmm. We're going to be down there for a while. Not me, but sure. <laughs> Someone else will be down there for a while. Someone else who doesn't have TMJ and fibromyalgia and who, like, doesn't... What's TMJ? TMJ, it just means trigeminal... Too much Johnson? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I don't date black guys, so, you know. Oh! <laughs> just just no. barely the right amount. No, no, no. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, I, went, I went to college at, at seven... At se I technically was 17 when I went to college, but I left New York and went to Florida at 17 oh, wow. to go to University of Miami. I turned 18 within, like, two weeks of getting there. Yeah. But right. um, but right. I couldn't go to any clubs for the first two weeks. It really was really annoying. Yeah. Um, those are important couple of weeks. Those, those first two weeks. Thanks, man yeah. they really make or break you yeah um but no i i didn't know dicks came in anything under seven inches until i went to florida <laughs> i had no idea <laughs> i had no idea i was like oh my what is God. this i didn't realize i i was lucky i, I really oh didn't know God. i didn't know that they came less uh, smaller than that but anyway the point is That's incredible <laughs> the point I, the point is every the largest and the smallest person i had were both white yeah. So the the largest was um, the guy that I had mentioned before, who who we both decided has a fetish. And I can't help myself. How large was he? He was eleven. Woo! <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That's like the uh, it's like the uh, the culinary equivalent of of, uh, of ghost pepper. <laughs> it's like ah woo woo. It's like this doesn't even have any flavor. It's just hot. There's no actual flavor to it. Yeah. Oh my God! As soon as it hit. It hit the mouth. Yeah, yeah it, was just, it was just pain. It wasn't even... It was the equivalent of the Pocky Challenge, which oh I did. I did the Pocky One Chip Challenge, That's and it right. wasn't even, it wasn't even quote-unquote spicy. It right. was just pain. So seven inches is like the jalapeno. It's like the basic pepper. It's the basic pepper. Right. 
And yeah. if you are less than that, then there ha- you have to have technique. And by the way, the eleven inch guy had no technique. That's he was poblano. just he was poblano just pepper. the poblano. You shouldn't even be a pepper. <laughs> Why are we even called pepper? <laughs> yeah, maybe in some cases it's maybe like a banana pepper. Banana pepper. Actually, I like banana. Pepper. <laughs> I like banana pepper. So like I'll seven in- seven inches to me is like banana pepper. Okay, banana um, pepper is a good way to say it. But it's not just about length. It's also about girth. It's all- for me. Like I said, dicks are mm-hmm. like diamonds. The size of your right, head, the size right. of your shaft, where you sure. have more girth or less girth. Yeah. If like just just as an example, if you have a small head and the and the ba- very base of your shaft is wide, that doesn't work for me, no matter Whoa. what size you are. Because what like that a means? Pyramid dick. Yes, the pure. Yes, the pyramid dick. Whoa. That does not work for me. Because um, it puts too much friction on the labia, because that's the part that that's the widest, yeah, and, it, gotcha. and it and and it's too pointy to like it, you know, like you don't want right. to be poked it by a pencil. It goes deep, but it doesn't actually have the same effect right. as a dip that's wider at the end. Right. Right. No, wider at the at no, no. the head. Wider at the head. Yes. I meant the, sorry, that's, the end. The, well, yeah, you, you know, know what? You know what? I get, terms, I get what you. I head. get what. Now I understand I what head. you're saying. I meant the head. And it is technically the end could be either either. Depending on how you're I mean, looking it, at the, it, the, the, the crotch part does seem like the beginning to it, me. Okay, <laughs> but when it's but going in, it's the end. Yes, so yeah. it's like, so I have to be like, wait, exactly. turn it around in my right. head. Right, <laughs> so, right. So right. to him, the end is the front. The perfect <laughs> for me, the analysis end is the back. from someone who doesn't fuck dick. Right. <laughs> is that the end is definitely the end that I thought of. Right. Not the end that that I yeah. feel. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yes, but now we now we understand what you're right. saying. Got you. Okay. It's, yes, it's a it's. So because it's narrower at the head, mm-hmm. it doesn't have as much effect mm-hmm. as a dick that's wider at the head. Yes. But in order to have anything resembling that effect, it has to go all the way in yeah. and then bruise your labia and shit. If it's also wide at the shaft, which it, if it is wide at the shaft, then yes, then that's, there's a lot of friction there and that doesn't right. feel well, good. It could be skinny but it could both. be skinny. Well, that yeah. doesn't work either. But, <laughs> but, it, but it, I mean, I assume you've seen fewer than I have. I yeah. don't know. So, oh, definitely. Uh, well, at least definitely. you might have seen more than I have in, in its original state, but I'm sure I've seen more than you have in the excited state. Original state. The original the original flavor. No, in both cases, also uh just in general. Okay. I've seen I've seen I can remember seeing one friend's dick. Mm-hmm. Like one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, what state was it in? Oh, it was flaccid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's an important question. <laughs> I didn't even realize that that was an important question. I mean... Because if it wasn't, like, I think I probably would have told that story differently already. Okay. But, yeah. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> that was in this neighborhood. Yeah, my two friends who moved to this neighborhood. How the fuck did that happen? We were in their kitchen. That's all I remember. We were hammered. Um, yeah, yeah, like his, he, he was naked at some point standing in the kitchen, but it was a night of, uh, uh basically two uh, heterosexual, uh, men getting very emotional and falling apart oh. together, me being one of them. Okay. And we were, I don't even remember what was going on, but it was the first time that a friend of mine had, and, and maybe the only time that like a male friend of mine had seen me cry. Mm. I don't even, like I said, I don't remember what was going on. This yeah. was like 2012. Okay. Something like that. And yeah, there's dicks, there's crying, there's all kinds of weird <laughs> shit going on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was definitely flaccid. Yeah. It was a crying dick scenario. Okay. okay. <laughs> the, the hope is that a crying dick is this flaccid dick. That's, yeah. That's the hope. As soon hope. as I said crying dick, I was like, well, <laughs> it doesn't really work the way you wanted it to no. work. No. Uh, mm. Interesting. But it was, uh, we had... 
uh, our other friend who's gay was also there, and uh, the three of us had come very close to living together at one point. We were make, we were joking around at that time about how um, we'd found an apartment that was three bedroom, two bathroom, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my friends, like I said, is gay. I you know I'm not, and then our our other friend, we were pretty sure is heterosexual, but he was going through a few years where he was doing, he was kind of ending up in scenarios and trying things out. Okay. He definitely messed around with a few guys. Mm-hmm. And so we were just joking around and we found out this three bedroom, two bathroom, but like we would have a gay bathroom and a straight bathroom <laughs> and that our other friend could use either one depending oh. on the night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were like all in our like mid twenties and, um, but that's like, that's the only dick I've ever remember seeing in person. Really? Ever. Huh. In my entire adult in life. In person, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. but since, like, I was four and my dad was in the shower or something like yeah. that, and I walked into the bathroom. Yeah. Know? Interesting. Yeah. But, yeah, they, they they come in all flavors. They come in all... I'm sure they do. <laughs> sure know? they do. And a lot of them don't work for me. <laughs> a lot of, some of right. them do. Right. Some of them don't. Some of them should have worked, but the person didn't know how to work it. So it's, <coughs> it's a whole thing. But anyway, but so the biggest guy, the 11 inch guy, was just like, I'm yeah. big. I don't have to have skills. Sure. Right. And I was young enough and, at that time yeah. to not be able to be like, that. you should be doing this. I was like, you're 20. I'm 15. Right. You should know what you're Ooh, doing. Also, by also, the way. Also, yeah. Also. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, men have the same kind of analyses of, of women as well. Mm-hmm. Of like being like, oh, she doesn't, she doesn't, she, I mean, she didn't feel like she has to do anything hmm. because of her position and her physical abilities and what she looks like. And uh, you would say that after a sexual experience, we're like, yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. It felt like people have been there to serve her hmm. her entire life. And it was a one-sided experience. What does a woman have to do in order to be a good lover? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that would depend on the man. Okay. Well, you know? I, I guess for you, Depend then. on the woman. If she's with another woman, it would depend on her lover. But... I think I... Okay, so for you specifically... For me, specifically. Specifically. That's a, that's like the Pacific Ocean. Now you're exactly like my previous co-host as well. <laughs> hey, man, you gotta be Pacific. As opposed to Atlantic. Yeah. Or Indian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, which Atlantic is basically just being white. Um, <laughs> no. 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 That was just a European joke. <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, I think this is a really interesting thing because I've been in some circum- some situations with women who really love being submissive, hmm. love being like that. And it's a, it's a mode that I can get into, but it's not what I want to be the dominant one, like in that sort of. Wait, so when I called you a sub, I was onto something? Well, I'll finish. I don't think so, but you tell me. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my I I also hate being told what to do. Mm. I hate it. Okay. I have literally been rude to a woman while sleeping with her because she told me to kiss her while while we were having sex. What did you say? I said no. <laughs> Why? Because she did it in this way. Like this is like in mid thrust, and then she. I mean, I'm telling you know. I'm listening. I just want to. Just to give you context. I want to know this. Yes, I want to know. And she's she's lying there, and she points to her cheek, and she goes, "Kiss me," like this, points at her cheek, and I was like, "No." And I told this story to half a dozen close friends afterwards, Uh male and female, and I remember 
um, very different reactions from the men and the women. Okay, so what were they? The women were, and I think both of these came from the person in the story who is listening is a little uncomfortable because it's a little deeper than a lot of times people go into a story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what they're doing is they're kind of trying to be protective of a certain element in the story. Now, whether that person is a man or a woman changed what they were protecting. Okay. So when I told the story to women, they immediately started to break down and analyze where the woman could have been coming from when she said that. Mm -hmm. And what she was interested in, what she was looking for. The men reacted uh, in a way that basically just sounded like, oh, fucking Yoni, why couldn't you just kiss her? Like, it was like... I understand you were a little annoyed or whatever, but, like, get over yourself. At least you're fucking. You know what I mean? I mean... Okay, so... And that's the thing, like... What, so the women... But how did, how did the women react, then? If, if, the, men, if the men were like, oh, the, why couldn't you just do it? They wanted to find out more about the build-up, first of all, to okay. that moment. Okay. Of the, and it was like, well, you know, we met that night. It was a one-night stand. We left the bar half an hour after having met each other at the bar, so it was a very quick moving, okay. not that important sort of casual fun thing. So like that. So kissing. And oh, by the way, um, yeah. Since we're not recording video, I just remembered that I'm the only one who can see what you were actually pointing to when you were explaining what happened. Oh yeah, he I was, I was pointing to, to his it. cheek. I thought I said that. Did oh, you? I'm sorry. No, I don't think. I, Maybe I did. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah, my, my brain did not remember you yeah, saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he's, when I he, meant to, but okay. I may not have. He used, well, you were pointing at your cheek when you were explaining what the woman had done. Right. So, kiss right. me on my cheek, right. specifically. Exactly. And you said, no. no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. One word. I just said no. Mm-hmm. And then, and we're still going, and she was like, why? Yeah. And I was like, I don't, I, I, it's not at all what I wanted to do in that moment. I don't like being told what to do. And she was like, so this time I was probably like 31. She was like 26. Okay. But I also thought she was older than she was. Okay. I did not realize that she was 26. I thought she was 29, 28, 30. Yeah. It's closer to my age. Yeah. And um, that actually made a difference in my mind in that moment. Because what was going on was that like... Maybe there are certain circumstances where you just have to understand and you have to own the fact that you don't know this other person at all and you came into a sexual experience and you know what's going to happen. And that could have gone both ways in this circumstance. I could have been a little more uh, uh, broken into her a little more softly Mm -hmm. than I did, but I was annoyed that she even had the gall to say that to me. Now, she doesn't know me at all, Mm -hmm. probably hasn't been with someone this curmudgeon and stubborn, with this many moment issues as yeah. you have. <laughs> yeah, 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 With this severe background um, that that is loaded with, with minefields of triggers and shit mm-hmm. and didn't realize that that was going to touch on a nerve, but that's exactly what happens in a one-night stand. You yeah. don't know each other at all and you're getting into it. And if the onus was on anybody, it would have been on me because I'm older mm. in my mind. Um you're but, older in your mind, and also in reality. No, 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 I'm sorry. The onus, in, I said that weird. The okay. onus in my mind, I can't say the onus is truly, but in my, what I think the onus is, is okay. on me. Okay. Because I'm older. Um, but, uh, again, you're in an experience where both of you are naked. You're, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're in this state where 
everything has the potential to lead towards gray areas and tension and and odd conversations like that where you don't really know where where to start and how to phrase things and, yeah. and you have to be extremely careful but everything that you've done so far up until this point has been not careful yeah. you know so so you're kind of in that moment um but yeah that that was <laughs> man yeah i was like yeah i was like i do, do not tell me what to do and um the odd thing is there are circumstances where uh, the person I'm with can tell me what to do, and it's fine. But that wasn't one of them. Completely fine. Yeah. It's not one of them at all. And I still don't really understand what the difference is, you know, uh, literally or technically or whatever the word is. But, I mean, I know it has to do with trust. Mm-hmm. And so whatever that is, if I'm in a situation that's trusting, I want that. Now, as far as what I'm looking for in the other person... It's, I, I feel like the whole purpose of sex is to forget everything like physiological and physical, um, and I don't know what the word used, but to, to associate it with your daily troubles, Mm. to get rid of all of those things and to follow as few rules as possible and be in a circumstance where both of you are Mm -hmm. like to me, dominant and submissive is a rule. Mm. That I don't like following. Okay. So I would much rather be in a situation where both of us are flowing in and out mm-hmm. of telling each other what to do and being in positions where we're submissive and then dominant and going into a situation where that that's that is what is the most exciting thing to me. When both of us can be both. And uh I I don't know. That's what that's what I feel that's where I feel the most comfortable. So you'd be a switch then? Yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a switch. <laughs> yeah. I'm a switch. Not a switch off the tree. You know what that do you, do you know what I'm referring to? No. A switch. Oh. No, it's a switch off the tree. A switch off the tree is basically uh, I don't know if this happens in like any household. I think it's kind of a southern thing, but it could be a joke about white people. It, it, it would be more of a joke about black people actually. <laughs> But it could be a joke okay. about southern people okay. who like have trees in their backyard. Right. What's a tree? Right? Yeah. <laughs> a tree right. grows in Brooklyn, apparently, yeah. uh, in certain places. No, a switch is, is when you, like, basically when you do something wrong when you're a kid and your parents like, go get a switch off the tree. So you go to your backyard, which means you have oh, a backyard. Yeah, 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 and you get you. a branch off of a I tree. A switch. A yeah. switch. And to hit you with. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to abuse you yeah, physically with. <laughs> you pick your own weapon. That's part of the trauma. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Why don't you go outside and plan what, what you're going to be hurt with? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, that was a whole thing. Um, my, part of, part of my um, emotional growth has been to be in family therapy with, I'll just say one of my parents. And... Mm. I'm a lot less respectful. I'm like, mom. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm like, I would. This one did. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, I feel like as, as, a, you, as a male on the internet, you're a lot, you're a lot at less very at true. risk than very I true. am. Yeah, that's very true. Cause there are people who like, you can find out like where people live and shit. Like if you, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, so I just right. want to protect my family as much as possible. But sure, I, guess I, I, I was in, th- in therapy with one of my family members and I was, you know, recounting stories from childhood. Now I never had to go get a switch off of a tree you know in the backyard but you know they did this parent um 
ha- was the eldest of six children. Right. And um, their their parents like weren't really there. Like one of the, one of their parents was like an alcoholic, and the other one was just kind of was in the home, but like philandering. Yeah. So like they were parentified and had to take care of everybody else, but yeah. also were like it was like like violence was normal right. to them at least in terms of like you do something wrong you get hit like that's yeah how that works sure you know from back in the day yeah like you do something wrong you get hit what right. is, what's wrong with that i right. came out fine did you did you come out fine <laughs> well <laughs> did you again did, fine did you tr- yeah everything's, fi- word for everything's fine yeah everything's fine i think they did come out fine <laughs> sure the discussion is the word fine and what it really means yeah but they did come out fine they, they did yeah um this this parent actually did come out of all of their siblings did actually come out i would say the best conventionally emotionally everybody's a wreck right everyone including right. this one but like to right. the conventional outsider this person did the best and that's right. that was who my parent at least one of them was yeah chose another partner in an interesting way but you know (laughs) but um but i you know i had to explain to them and to the therapist that that i have a very like um myself and and this parent are opposites when it comes to like our personalities and i'm not going to go into what this means but there's something called an enneagram and it's basically a way of categorizing people's personalities. Yeah, and so sure. it turns out when we did this that we were exact opposites. Wow. For, yeah. And also separately, because it does not have to do with astrology, but it just so happens coincidentally we are also opposites astrologically. Right. I am a Virgo. What is opposite astrologically? What that means is there, there, um, there is something called square. And so there's 12, there's 12 signs, right, there's 12 right. months. So yeah. it means we're, we're six months apart. So it means... Okay, I got you. you right. So I'm a Virgo, this person a Pisces and actually like I, okay. I like Pisces uh-huh. men <laughs> no. well, yeah. <laughs> well you're not a ver- you, what are you you're a, what are Gemini. you Gemini yeah first day of Gemini the first day of Gemini okay yeah. which means you are uh, you're also a Taurus yeah, that's what. Well, uh, you're you're on the cusp of Taurus. Told me this other term for that. It's called being like an ambassador or something for Taurus. Hmm. It's like you're not. It's a it's a more specific way. Okay. They don't want you to think that it's so simple that it's like forty percent Taurus and thirty percent Gemini if you're on the cusp or whatever. Yeah. It's like you're still full Gemini, but you can. You can communicate with the Tauruses. Okay. It's like, <laughs> listen, I already don't believe in religion, so whatever you're trying to indoctrinate me with astrology is certainly not going to work. But yeah, okay, yeah. sure. Right. Um, was, uh, you know, I don't know. It all sounds like new information. I'm just trying to process it as best I can. The way I'd like to put it, and the way a lot of enlightened spiritual people say it, is take what applies and leave the rest. If it doesn't apply right. to you, right. you okay. But also, but I think it's to important you, it's to question why things apply to you and why they don't. Yeah. Because that might not be the truth as you see it. Mm-hmm. It might be that you interpreted that it doesn't, and when it and does, a, and everyone person. around you was like, "That's definitely." Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It's perfect for them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really it's, interesting. That they want nothing to do with that, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> usually, something that a little makes, self-hatred going on. Yeah. Usually, so yeah. It's, it's it's interesting how they like to say that the thing that it has a negative impl- implication doesn't apply to them. Right. Right. <laughs> the things exactly. that are positive we're definitely about them isn't that right, funny right, right. Um, yeah yeah it's good to try to, to just keep that in check as well yes so I uh, so it turns out that we are very emotionally opposite people where yeah. as this person is very concerned about how people feel I'm very concerned about what things are okay so so this person is a is is more yeah. so about appearances and right. I'm more so about functionality 
Wow. Well, I feel like that's already an interpretation of the first thing you said. What was the first thing I said? Well, feelings and appearance are necessarily the same thing. Um, true. But in this situation, because I, because I know me and I know her and she knows her and uh -huh. she knows me, I, I know that those two things work together for, for, for her. And okay. she would, and she would actually, if she were here, she would agree with that. Okay. So this, so, so then what would be the different, is there any, like, uh, for people who are wondering about that exact type of pairing, is there a way for, you know, someone else to consider feelings and you to consider what things are for it not to be Ooh. that secondary interpretation? Is that possible or not exactly in terms of what you're talking about? Can you, can you say that again? Yeah. Like you said, first thing was, uh, she's concerned more with feelings. Yes. I'm concerned with the way things are. Okay. Yes. And. And then, uh, so in general, the follow-up becomes that I feel like she is concerned with appearances and mm -hmm. I'm concerned with, I don't remember oh, what you um, said. Um, functionality. Functionality. Mm -hmm. So the way things are represents functionality and feelings represents appearances. Uh, appearances. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's already a level of interpretation of okay. what those first two initial words actually mean. Okay. So I was, I was, um, I wasn't meaning one to lead into the other, but I meant was separately. Yeah. She is more concerned about feelings. I'm more concerned about how things are and she is more concerned about appearances. And I'm more concerned about functionality. Okay. I didn't mean one. It's, one, it's both. It's, I, yes. It's not like one is from the other. No, no, no. It I was just. You. It was just that both of those things okay. are true. Okay. Within either of us. Yeah. Um. And I. And before we read the enneagrams, it was very hard for us to understand where the fuck the other person was coming from. We mm. just. We just like couldn't understand like how you. How can you see it this way? How can you see it that way? And once we read it. And there's also, like, so you read your own separate thing, but then you also read how you interact with each other, and that's a separate thing. Yeah. So once we read that, we it was a lot easier for for us to communicate with each other. Sure. Doesn't mean that, like, I've become more feelings-oriented. Sure, it doesn't sure. mean she's become more functionality-oriented, yeah. but we understand each other better. Yeah. So we can kind of, like, so going back to what we were talking about, she grew up. I'm just I'm just saying she so we know which yeah. we know which parent it is now. Oh yeah, but you yeah, know, right. but um, she, she grew up where like violence was a violence was a part of culture, yeah. and you hit your kids. That's just sure. and and the kids hit each other, and like that's just yeah. how shit worked. Right. And I because I'm so much about functionality and how things are, I'm like okay, well the way you raised me is like I was spanked as a child. Right. Right. I wasn't like punched in the face. I didn't have stuff thrown at me. Right. But I was I did the wrong thing. And then I was spanked up until right. a certain point. Right. And what I told her was, um, putting your hands on your child beyond like smacking them on the hand when they're like three and they're about to hurt themselves. And that's, and like words won't work at that point. Mm -hmm. You have to give them something visceral for them to be like, oh, I shouldn't do that. Yeah. The same way you would with a dog, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, sure. Sure. Like putting your hands on your kid in order to punish their behavior is is a form of violence okay and there is a there's a level of violence that you are comfortable with or that you think is appropriate in a family sure and i was trying to get her to understand well already the word of use of violence is it's like make the person yeah like, you, mean, you mean like like the thing that happened after dinner every day <laughs> yeah well violence? no yeah, that, was, that was my those are my parents how dare you that say was that parenting that was parenting that That's wasn't right. violence well, I mean, I think that honestly, the word violence itself does inherently feel social 
more than familial. Yeah. It does feel like that. It feels almost impossible. Yeah. Like, just by the nature of the word, mm -hmm. it feels like this thing, like... Uh, Outside the house. Like fertilizer or something. <laughs> like, it goes on the grass. Yeah. You know, but it's like, it it's only exists in a way that is large scale. Yeah. Like, there's something about that word that just doesn't even sound like it fits in the family home. Yes. And that's why... Domestic violence is already like, oh, no, it does. <laughs> well, you took you the know, word like, violence and then you um, you altered it with the word domestic right. because violence is out here. Right. But then it's like, no, 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 it's domestic Right, violence. right, right. So, but yeah. You know the word domestic from beers. <laughs> oh, yeah, domestic. Wait, so what's imported violence? <laughs> that was that, oh, that's why I think of them together because of the joke that Bill Burr brought up. Okay. He brought up a story in one of his specials about a, a roadside Applebee's or some shit like that that said, had a sign on uh, the, the outside of it, and you're going to absolutely hate this sign. <laughs> it said, we like our beer like we like our violence. Domestic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Bill was like, his whole point was, let me tell you something. It's a great joke. <laughs> There's like seven words. There's no fat on that joke. But the manager and the server were fired, and they were like, kind of like, you know, hey, this is our humor. We're just fucking around. You don't like it, whatever. Fuck off. And then they were fired. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's why I realized in that moment I was thinking about beer and violence in the same yes. breath. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was a great meme. It was too early for it was before it was ahead of its time because yeah. now that would be a meme that they would get praised for on the it's, internet. But I think. The fact that it's ahead of its time is the, really the most important part of, part of that. Mm -hmm. Because when you make jokes about, like, uh, the, the meme I saw of the, it was like a curvy woman in lingerie on a bed, and um, it said, Dear Big Girl, uh, don't worry about getting on top. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> and I thought that shit was amazing. It's funny. And I sent it to some friends of mine, and they were like, that's, they thought it was like fat shaming, and I was like, no, she's. She's in she's on it. Winning. She's the one who, first like, of all, she made the we're joke. Telling her to be <laughs> like the man is gonna die. Like what? Are you, I was so confused. Yes. And then, but other guys had the opposite reaction. They were like, "Bro, that's not fucking funny." It's <laughs> ain't fucking funny. And I was like, "No, it is. Like you laugh at women's problems all the time. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Right. <laughs> laugh at men's problems too. Like you're a man. Like oh, now you can't see why women get offended when you make jokes about this and that and vaginas and bitchiness and being too loud and talking too much. Yeah. And all of a sudden, this joke about you dying because a woman sat on your face is too much for you to laugh at. <laughs> Fuck out of here. You know, that shit is funny." It was funny. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that, that whole thing about being not the right time or... Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, all that says is that we haven't really gotten uh, enough audience members to be on board with us mm -hmm. on a topic that if they weren't uncomfortable, we bet they would, by and large, enjoy. Or they can at. be uncomfortable and still laugh anyway. Right. Like, it's a almost like a different kind of discomfort. It's like a... It's like a... It's like you're... It's like if you're afflicted with a certain kind of disease and you're in denial mm. of it, as opposed to if you're afflicted with the disease and you own it and it's part of your life and you understand, like the disease is ignorance in a way mm -hmm. or uh, some other thing that just inexperience, whatever it is, someone's there to tell you something new. And if you are uncomfortable and you're still laughing, yeah. there is, a, in my mind, a version of wisdom yeah. in that moment. That exists in a person. If you can laugh at that and still be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good sign of a, of a person who's trying to grow. Yeah. 
who under, you know, they're in on the joke. Yeah. Instead of being like, that joke attacked, it was, I feel attacked by that joke. Right. It's like, I'm, I'm here with you. Yeah. I'm in on it too. Yeah, there's, there's a, uh, one of the best examples I can think of is uh, The Green Room with Paul Provenza, a show that used to be on YouTube and I think that was bought by something, but I don't know, it's just comedians talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And there's this weird, they're talking to each other in the back of a comedy festival. So it's like a black box theater kind of scenario with chairs all in a round, uh, audience in a round, and then comedians in the middle talking to each other, and the audience watches the comics talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And there is this miniature goblin-looking cardboard cutout hanging from the ceiling for some reason, and it's green, and it's got weird kind of crazy eyes, and a long nose, and uh, like, you know, big feet, but tiny little body, kind of chubby. And someone said... Can I just call this out? What the hell is hanging above us on the ceiling? What is this fucking character caricature? Mm-hmm. And one of the other comics goes, I think that's like when you ask a redneck to describe a Jew. Uh, <laughs> you know, little green eyes and funny feet and long nose and mm. like that kind of stuff. Like I can imagine some Jewish people being like, that's a trigger. Yeah. And then, but at the same time I hear that and I'm laughing hysterically. Mm-hmm. And in my mind... I see that as I am comfortable with humor, making fun of my group as well as others, but it's not necessarily fair every time to look at it like that, but that's still how I sort of, it's an ideal that I have. Okay. When you see people sacrificing something that is adjacent to you morally, whether it's being a joke about, in my case, men or white people or Jews or Americans or whatever else, and if I can laugh at it even though it's me... Like the meme that my friend sent me of uh, how white people smile awkwardly when they don't say anything to you, but they just smile because you made eye contact while they were walking by. <laughs> and one of the picture of the white people is not even a person. It's a, like a chihuahua. Uh-huh. Just <laughs> <laughs> like a hairless cat, it looks like. Oh, six cats. <laughs> yeah, those are funny. Though. Yeah, but I was like, yeah, I've definitely made that face. Well, now, now that, that we're, well, you don't, face. you don't, you say you don't wear the masks anymore. I wear the masks all the time. So now mm. I don't, even when I like want to be smiling at someone, I have to remember they can't see that. I have to smile with my eyes. Yeah. You right, know? Right. And it's right. like, I definitely think that some people have thought I was rude because they like gestured hello to me or like whatever, or they couldn't hear me. And because I, I like, you know, if I don't, I'm not going to be yelling through my mask. I'm just speaking at a normal volume, but I'm like, I don't know if they heard me, you know? Right, right. So it's like, I'm not that rude. I'm sorry. You know? Right. I don't know. I don't sure. Know. I'm like, with my eyes like <laughs> squinting because I, because you can't see my smile. <laughs> I don't know. Right. right. <laughs> Yeah, that was a Mark Maron thing, too. When he talked about how the pandemic, the thing that was so hard about it culturally during the shutdown was that, like, the nose and the mouth are kind of like the icebreaker for the eyes. Mm-hmm. The eyes are the window to the soul, and that's all we got from each other. We just saw the person's spirit <laughs> connected purely without any sort of adjacent material. And then they pull the mask on, and like, oh, they're not upset. They're just, you know, mm-hmm. you see the rest of the face giving the image of the person's mood. Yeah. But the eyes without the nose and the mouth is like one quarter of the mood, and it's the most intense part. Yeah. Also, when we're giving disingenuous smiles, and this is a scientific thing, our eyes don't change. So if we just go, yeah, that's not a real, that's right. not, and, and I, what I just did was, because you can't see me, right. I just smiled without changing 
the muscles around my eyes. When you're smiling up through the muscles that are around your eyes, that is a real smile. Yeah. And so if we're just passing each other on the street, I'm not going to give you a real smile. I don't know you. So if I just smile under my mask without my eyes changing, it looks like I didn't sit. It just looks like we're just staring at each other and not right. greeting each other. And that's right. weird. Because we're just looking. I know. That makes complete sense. But I think there's a lot of white women who could challenge that. <laughs> and actually actively know that. And so they put and the emotion into their that's eyes. That's different. If you're going th- if you're going through the motions to act to um, consciously activate yes. those muscles, yes. that's different than if you're just like, if you're just naturally smiling, yeah. like it's, a, it's. And you make a really good politician. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I've learned how to fake it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> through my right. whole face. And it actually, I have a very small bladder, so I'm going to go to the restroom again. But before I leave, there was yeah. um, these people who pioneered the whole uh, connection between the nerves and the muscles and the face and the emotions that are connected to them. They re- they realized in their um, in their experiments that it works both ways. So when someone is giving a genuine smile, like I said, and they're not actively activating all the muscles in their face, that produces like happy hormones and it makes them feel better. But what they realized when they were trying to activate just specific muscles in certain parts of the face is that it works the other way too. When you activate the muscles around the eyes and the muscles around the mouth and everything that would go into a genuine smile, if you do that long enough, those same hormones get activated. So even mm-hmm. though you're not being genuine, if you do it enough, your body goes, right. those are, I should, I should be activating my hormones, my right, happy hormones. Right, right. So they could go the other way. Wow. But they didn't do it with that. They, they did it with the other way around where they were activating their, their frown muscles. Yeah. And they were doing that and they realized, like, I feel like shit <laughs> after after activating these frown muscles. <laughs> and they were like, wait, does it work both ways? And it turns out it does. Yeah, that makes sense. So when they say, like, laugh, like, like laughter is the best medicine, it, Patch Adams, sure. all that, like, it's sure. it's actually true. Donner, party of 50. <laughs> so, yeah. so some, sometimes, sometimes, not when you're in denial, but when you smile through your pain or when you um you you know you use laughter to help you through like a difficult situation i have physical and emotional pain i'm sure you have you have a lot of emotional stuff going on comedians get into comedy through tragedy most people most comedians are not well adjusted (laughs) well-rounded people i appreciate (laughs) that but i'm caucasian we have no feelings it's not true you have lots of feelings that's why we live in cold places and you are we think it's warm (laughs) i don't know how you do it well, my fingers would fall off now. But no, it's it's true. Nothing like a Norwegian summer. No, well. <laughs> it gets up to 50. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, 50 Fahrenheit gets up to, so what, 20? I don't know. I don't know how to translate it to Celsius. We have a double-digit party every year. That's when the, when the temperature goes above 9 degrees. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to use the restroom. Is, right. That's okay. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. We can't mention restrooms on, uh, on podcasts. Um, I'm going to. Okay. <laughs>